Okay, good evening everyone. Good and Erev Rosh Chodesh. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're, ready. we're in it already. So now we're already, Mamash, in these moments, entering now the next shlav, the next shlav of, of everything that's been building up until now. And this next shlav is in another invitation to do what we said last week, the pasuk that Yemi Anavi says, Kol rodfea hisigua beina meitzarim. Kol rodfei ka, anyone that runs after being close to Hashem, hisigua beina meitzarim, there's a way to connect and feel kirvat elokim, to feel closeness to Hashem during this time, more than, more than the rest of the year. I saw one of the svarim that was said, I forget in whose name, it says that the, the tshuva of the Chodesh Av is deeper than the tshuva of Chodesh Elul. Because Chodesh Elul, Ani dodi I'm doing tshuva because I know there's like a gzardin waiting for me at the end, right? There's like a judgment that I'm, that's waiting for me. Who's thinking about gzardin right now? Chodesh Tammuz and Av. It's not even bichlal, you know, in, in, in our Rosh Mayanotainu. That's not what we're thinking about, Elamai. The, the, the tshuva of the Chodesh of Tammuz and Av, specifically Av, is, is I just have to be close to you. It's nothing to do with results. It's nothing to do with ksiva v'chasim So there's this opportunity to get really close, to understand this a little bit more deeper. What do we have, 807? Is my name? Nine. We have an opportunity to see something, to understand one of the famous Gemaras in, uh, in Yoma or in Nida. The famous Gemara when Nochrim came into the Heichal and they saw the Kruvi Me'urim Zebazeh. It's in Yoma, right? It's in Yoma. That, the, that when, when our Oivim, the destroyers Beis Hamidash, came inside and they saw the Kruvim facing each other, they misunderstood that to be like, look, look what we got. For us, it was like, wait a second, if the Kruvim are looking at each other, isn't that a simon of ultimate closeness? Mizman shel sim shel makom. Like Chazal tells us, when we're, when we're good boys and girls, the Kruvim are facing each other. When we're not, they're not facing each other. Ah, you would think. Very simple. You would think that in the time of the Chorban Abayit, the Beis HaMiklash is burning up, the Kruvim wouldn't be looking at each other. And yet they are. Because what, what happened? And the question I have is, when did the Kruvim start facing each other? Did it happen a second before the Chorban? Did it happen a few hours before the Chorban? Was anyone even paying attention to the Kruvim those last few days? So think about this very deeply. This is a very deep concept. It's, it seems that I want to offer the following explanation like this. It seems the Kruvim only turned to each other right before the Chorban, which means that only right before the Chorban, Asinu Retzono Shel Makom, which means we were good boys and girls. It was too late already, the building was burning down. But we must have been doing Ritzonoshel Makom, we must have been doing the right thing, we must have been Hisigua Beina Meitzarim, there must have been some kind of a concept of Hasaga, of, of, of getting God, whatever that means, of being, bringing Nachat right before, because otherwise the Kruvim wouldn't look at each other. You understand? There must have been something we were doing, and that's what I wanted to focus on as the beginning of the nine days to help us understand this. Rav Sasson says it so beautifully, he has a beautiful Ma'amar here. In the word in Hebrew that we always associate the month of Av with is connected more to Abba, to Father. But we all know that the word Av comes from another word in Hebrew, which is Ava. Ava means Ratzon. We had this in Parshat Balak recently. Oh no, we had it in uh, 
No, more recently. Hashem didn't want to, to listen to the voice of Bilam. Ava means ratzon. Um, there's a pasuk we say of Ekachet Avichem El Me'ever Hanahar. In the night of Seder Pesach, we say we took your father from the other side of the river to the, to the other side of the river. Chayzav Dublin used to say, Va'ekachet Avichem. I took your Ava. I took your Ratzon. Geula is taking your Ratzon from one side of the river to the other side of the river. Geula is when you start to want holiness. When I start to want the Beit Hamikdash, my Geula is redeemed, right? So Rav Sasson says over here like this, and it's something, it's a mashal that I think all of us could very much relate to. It always brings a, a mashal between, between B'nai Zug, between a couple. That there's a few, you know, matzavim in the, in the life of a couple. In the beginning, like before the wedding and right afterwards, everything's good, everyone's happy, everyone's talking to each other. But life didn't even really begin. Like we always say, you ever see people look at their wedding album? After a few years of marriage, a few good years of marriage, after have been, having been through marriage, and you're looking at your wedding album, and you see you're all smiling, and, and you're looking at you're like, oh, look at those two innocent, cute kids. What did they know, right? But, that, but how could they know? <laughs> they knew what they knew. That's this beginning shlav. But they really didn't start to, put, you know, to pay attention to any of the differences which may be between them. Uh, there's no vikuchim, there's no real arguments that took place between them. It's almost like this by almost all couples. And if they didn't feel this in the beginning, you know, they're going to feel this a little bit later on in life when life starts coming down, decisions have to be made. And you don't think the same, you're not programmed to think the same, so you may, came to, you may come to different conclusions. And what happens after that is that slowly, slowly, yored ha'or ha'rishoni ha'miyuchad ve'apeharim atchilim le'itbalet. That initial light starts to dwindle down a little bit. And then the par, the distances between the two become to lead balet. They, they, they're, they're noticed much more. Many more arguments, different issues start popping up. And that's when the work begins, that everyone has to legalot vitur veregishut. You have to, you have to reveal, you have to find a place to say, ani mevater. Never ani mevateret. Only ani mevater, right? For the few people that know Hebrew, you understand what I'm saying about that. That's when the, that's when the real avodas begins to, begins to happen. But when you don't do an avodah meshutefet, when you don't work on seeing each other and understanding that we're different people, then what ends up happening is nikur. Nikur means to be completely removed from each other. And you basically become roommates. And in the Tkufa of the Beit HaMikdash, we were basically roommates with God. That's what we had. We lived together, Ki we didn't, we didn't see, well, I can't say Hashem didn't see us, but we didn't see Hashem. We didn't, we didn't understand what that, what, that, what that even means. Yeah, technically we're still alive, but he says, Halev radum ve'atum, but the heart is completely, it's completely uh, atum, sealed. Now he continues, and, and it's, it's a very long ma'amar here. I'm trying to really uh, to, to, to narrow it down just for the few minutes that we have. And he says that when things stop bothering you, that's the worst thing in the world. Like when nothing even phases you anymore, that's mamish really, really bad. Zatomeret, if what you, when your partner does something 
that used to bother you and now it doesn't even bother you anymore because you don't care, that's a bad, bad matzav. That means, the, that means it's completely shut down. Everything is, everything is off. If you can still get hurt by your spouse, that, means, that actually means there's a chance. But if your spouse can't do anything to ever hurt you, that means that tam Islam, this parsha is over. And obviously this is much deeper than whatever I'm saying right now. But the fact is, is that you should be happy when at a certain point in a relationship when you're wondering, is there anything even here? You should be happy when you're hurt. Because that is actually a siman that there is something. Because if you could actually feel hurt or pain, there's something to actually be spoken of. Am Yisrael did not feel any pain or hurt until the base of Migdash. There was total distance. But until the walls, the actual walls of the Beit HaMikdash started burning down, no one felt anything. Then they start coming down. They start burning. They're coming down. And they were shocked as like, why is this hurting us so much? Why is this hurt so much? So you know, the Gemara in Tainis and the Gemara in Erechin both say that Churban Abayit Arishon happened on Motzei Shabbat. Happened Motzei Shabbos. So... I heard this teaching from Rabbi Shlomo. He said like this, he said, imagine what happened that last Shabbos. Imagine people were, were walking around thinking and feeling. People were looking at each other and realizing, I stopped feeling anything from you for a long time. You did nothing you did ever. Nothing bothered me. And they started experiencing the pain of not being moved by anything anymore. And they realized they didn't see each other at all. No one saw each other. So comes the, comes the Prophet, and what's this Shabbos called? Shabbat Chazon. What is Shabbat Chazon? Shabbat Chazon means the Shabbos of seeing each other. The Shabbos of being hurt by each other, meaning that your presence actually it actually does something to me. I have a friend that texted me today. He forgot Bichlal, that it's the three weeks or the nine days. And I, I, have to, I have to discuss something with him. And he said to me, uh, no, no, no I, I can't get together today. I'm in Amsterdam till tomorrow night. I said, what, you're in Amsterdam till tomorrow night? I was like, yeah. He's like, why? Well, I'm like, dude, it's, it's Erev Rosh Chodesh. Uh, you know, I know he wasn't there on business, <laughs> right? Like, what are you doing in Amsterdam right now? And it's like, and the shock of like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that it's the nine days. Was happy. He was happy that it shook him up. You understand, he was sad that he forgot, but he was happy that when he remembered, it actually did something to him. As opposed to someone that you tell them, you know what's the nine days? Eh, whatever, I knew that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything to me. These days that we're in right now is that mitzad echad, there's this pain over, I can't believe that I didn't notice all the things that I had in my life, and therefore it came and bring me a khurban. But mitzad sheni, when I say, ow, it hurts, that makes me happy. That makes me happy that I feel like we were learning last week, the Rav Sassan was saying, those that can't compromise, I think the, there was, they, were, they were called that was the Pasuk he said, those that can't compromise, that know that this matzav that we're in right now should not be looking like this, they would never give up on the pain they feel during the nine days for nothing in the world other than Mashiach. Like you come and tell them, 
listen, you know, we have a way, Hashem figured out a way that you could do these halachas here or do hashlamas and cheshvan and there's a ptor, you don't have to go through avelus. Are you crazy? These are the days, the pain of these days is actually what makes me feel most alive and most connected. So now let's go back to the beginning. The nochrim come inside the mikdash and they see the kruvim meurim zebazeh. They see the kruvim facing each other. Sign of osin retzono shel makom. Because on that Shabbos Chazon, the last few hours, let's say from Mincha time, till, till Tzesa Shabbos, I don't know what it, how, however long that last kufa was, Yidin were seeing each other, and they saw, oh my God, it hurts me so much, how much, how much I haven't seen you, Kruvim looking at each other. It's amazing that we got that edut of what the Nochrim saw when they went into the Mikdash, that we needed to know what was going on in there. It doesn't say that Yidin went in there and saw that. It says that Nochrim went inside and saw that. We needed to know that those last few minutes of Churban, those are the minutes that actually did something to us and played a big, and until today it's playing a big role in our lives because it's giving us hope. Every Shabbat Chazon, every nine days, that I should be happy if it hurts me right now. And I should be sad if it doesn't hurt me. Which is such a, such a weird twist when you think about it. But that's the Amos right now. So Alavai, I, I want to end just a few minutes early because I want to do, before davening, Dov's uncle's going into surgery and I will say a perik to him right now. It should be for his refuge, then everything should go smooth. We should take advantage of asking ourselves the questions of why doesn't anything really bother me right now? Am I, am I really, really not okay living in a world without Beit HaMikdash? And if I am, Hashem, please let me not be okay with it. Please let it hurt. And when it hurts, say thank you. Say thank you. And in our relationships in life, the real ones, if they hurt, that's a simon that there's actually something still alive. If nothing hurts, it's a simon. You might as well just have another, another chorban abayit. We should be zoche that the pnimiut of, of this way of approaching these days should actually phase us, it should touch us. We don't need these half crazy afghanot that are happening right now in the country to remind us how much we need Mashiach. We don't need that. How much we don't. We just need to be in touch with our hearts and that's enough for us to remember what it's all about.